Thanks for joining us for the Sermon of the Week. You can find out more information about Legacy Church online at LegacyFamily.tv. How, how, about, how many of you know you ever heard that, that you're a vessel, that God's created you? How about a vessel of honor? Some of, y'all, you know, some of y'all are not agreeing with that. I don't know if I'm a vessel of honor or not. And so I brought some vessels today, just kind of set this up. I bought this one this morning. It's pretty red at Walmart. Went and looked, you know, and just kind of glancing. I was going underneath it. I got plastic in case we spill water, you know. We're trying to be good. But I now brought some. And, and, and uh, man, this one's pretty. I don't know where it came. It came from my house, but I don't know how, where we got it from. But this is a, a, a cool picture. And see, they shape it. And then after they shape it round, then they put a lip on it. And then they come back and put a handle on it. And so it's formed. And, and, and see, the white's glazed. It's glazing. See, there's a process. If you look at your notes, who needs sermon notes? Raise your hand. You need to get these sermon notes. If you will come to these next four sermons, God will heal you, change you, recover you. And God will build a vision in you that you are a vessel of honor. And so if, if, we, compare, if we compare what we have up here, I've got, I've got several different, I've, I've just got pictures. And I'm trying not to break them. But see these pictures? This white one's a pretty one, and this brown one's pretty neat. And, and this one's just plain old country picture, isn't it, you know? Uh, and people say, well, that's, that's, my, that's my decor at my house is the country, or the white would fit my decor. We look at the outside of the vessel, but God looks at the inside. And look at these vessels right here. They can hold gold. Doesn't matter what they look like on the outside. They can hold the anointing. They can hold tea or water or milk. Matter of fact, this one, this one, and this other one over there, they look alike. They have more precious meaning to me than these others. These are my wife's great-grandmother. She served milk in these. You can go to Pigeon Forge and buy these by the truckload. But this one's 100 years old. Look at that butter. Look at the stick. It's wore out. She made butter. She made butter with that for years and years and years. Just sit there on the front porch making butter. That stick's about worn too. This brown one's special to me because this was her mother's tea pitcher. I drank a lot of tea out of this. She's not here. She's in heaven. So is her great-grandmother. And see, but we look at the outside. God looks at the inside. This has, none of these have any meaning to you, but they have meaning to me. You have meaning to God. You are not worthless. You are not without hope. God has a plan for you. So look at your notes. Let's dig in just a little bit. Let's look at the scripture starting off in Isaiah 64 and 8. It says, but now, Lord, you are our father. We are the clay. You are the potter. And all of us are the work of your hand. And some of you think, well, you know, I'm, I'm not very honorable. I'm not very this or that. That's not what God says. And that's not what God sees. Just like these vessels these pictures back here, they can hold clay, they can hold water, they can hold tea, they can hold different things. How about you? What are you holding on the inside? I don't want you to look at yourself. 
Are you holding your past? Are you dragging, are you full of your past? Are you full of hurts? Genesis 2, 7, it says this. Then the Lord God formed man out of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils at the breath of life, and he became a living being. That's the same translations that he took clay and formed man from the ground and breathed into him. Now, I don't know if he did the animals that way. It doesn't say, but it said he did man that way, that he formed man out of the ground. He may have just spoke the animals into existence, but God created us from the dust, from the clay. Now, in Louisiana, you got sand, you got clay. There's a lot of rock up here. I hadn't seen a whole lot of clay. I have driven on what we call gumbo clay. And when it's dry, it can be dusty. But when it's wet, it'll splatter up and stick in the wheel well. You know what the wheel well of your car is? It's where you, that's gap between the tire and the car. I've driven down a gumbo road, and it filled that wheel well up. It just kept sticking, sticking, sticking to where you couldn't. It was just solid mud. Made my, made my emergency brake go off. It locked up my emergency brake. I had to get a stick and dig it out. You're talking about hard to dig out. But we're made out of that same clay. But God breathed himself and made man in his own image. You have worth. Because you're made in the image and the likeness of God. So here's one point I want to show. God, this is a metaphor. If, if you're pottery, well, this is inanimate. It's not living. But the Bible says in Romans 12, look at our scripture, Romans 12, 1. Therefore, I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice. You're a living you're a living vessel. Peter said it, that we are living stones. Stones. We're living stones. You are alive. That means you can continually be shaped and formed into greater and more and more and bigger. How about this? How about this? That you can be a vessel and God can fill you up for a one-time purpose to pour out on somebody. I think about Ananias in the Bible. He's a Christian. He loves God. And God said, go down and I want you to pray for Saul of Tarsus. He said, are you kidding me? And God prompted him and put it in him to go pray. for. And Saul ended up to become Paul, and he wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. How about if there's a, is there a Saul that God's wanting to send you to? Just think about that. God can fill you up and pour you out on somebody continually. It doesn't say any more about Ananias, but we know that he loved God. We know that he served God. But that just one point changed history, didn't it? How about you? Are you ready to change history? Then you need to be a vessel of honor, a vessel ready to be used. Well, if you look at your sheet, it's a process. But I want to read Jeremiah 18.1 and uh, and then we'll, we'll break this down. Let's read Jeremiah 18, 1, uh, 1 through 4. It says, The word came to Jeremiah from the Lord, saying, Arise and go down to the potter's house, and there I will announce my words to you. So here I am. I set up a potter's house. Look right here. I got a wheel. I got a wheel right here. I've got pottery. I've got 
the clay. I've got some water. I've got everything set up here because everything's an example. And I want you to recognize it. And he said, Rod goes down to Potter's house, and there I announced my words. Let's read verse 3. Then I went to the Potter's house, and there he was making something on the wheel. Okay? We're going to crank this wheel up in just a second. But the vessel that he was making of clay was spoiled in his hands, uh, in the hand of the potter, and he he remade it into another vessel, and it pleased the potter to make it. I mean, God's forming us. I don't care if you're 85 years old or 100, God's still forming you. And God can still use you because you are a living vessel. And you need to let him form you into something that's for his glory, not yours. Who wants to try to play with some clay? Anybody want to give it a shot? Have you done it before? Come on up here. You you put a piece of of clay on the wheel and and then... uh, you got to turn it. Let me put that on you because it it's, shouldn't be slinging any mud, but all right. Have a seat right here. Now, this one's a little harder than, than some. There's water if you need it, but you want to wet your hands. And we let you, I need you to center it. So, so, so uh, the process is as you put the clay on, is, is it centered yet, y'all? It's harder than you, in, in, than you think, isn't it? Let me help you. Let me just put a little more water on it. She's trying to get it centered. All right, hold on. Now, it's there, but it's still wobbly. How many of you know? How many of your lives wobbly? Huh? How many of you walking around like that? Because you see, well, here's the process: is you got to put yourself in the hands of the Lord. You need to get saved. But even when you get saved, you got to keep your, yourself in the hands of God and let him form you and let him make you and let him get rid of stuff, get rid of the wobble. Huh? Most of us got off the wheel with the wobble. And you got to get back on the wheel. The process is get on the wheel. So let me, let me help you. Let me do something. And then I'll let you have it back. So it's dry. Got to have a lot of water. Look at there. And it's hard. It's hard to do it. I got it off the wheel. And I thought about, man, this is hard. Why is it so hard? How many of you and me have been so hard-headed with God? And we're like, ah! But God said, my way is easy. My way is the best way. But yet we fight against it because you know why? Because that's the way we were raised. Well, you know, we the McClarys, that's the way we are. You don't give me that, Jack. I'll slap you. It's the way we are. Well, God wants to take that out of you. God wants you to be like him. I may have messed this up. I got it off. The wheel was too wet. So there it goes. There it goes. So how many of y'all live in life like that? Huh? How many of you think, like, this is me, and God hadn't formed you, but yet you've given up? You had no, you're not on the wheel. Why don't you get on the wheel and let God form you? You wash your hands. I'm going to let, let you go. I'm sorry. Thank you, though, because it's difficult. We're not, we, yeah, we still got some more to do, but it's difficult to do life on your own. Your struggles, 
See, if you'll stay with me in this series, maybe you're here today and you're a fully formed vessel, but you're cracked. God wants to heal you. See, that's what, that's what you don't know is this vessel is beautiful, but it's cracked. And it can't hold anything. The glory just seeps out of it. The presence of God seeps out of it. Because it's cracked, it needs healing. How I many you know God to put you back on the wheel can heal you? Look at my shirt, it says recovery. God will help you recover your life. Amen? So let, let's, let's go through this process and let's look at some of these things. And as we dig into this, we'll go back into, we'll look at the Word. And it says, uh, so there's a process, the centering. First, you got to put your, number one is you want to put your, your life uh, in the Master's hands. Place yourself, the clay, in the Master's hands. So you want to put your life and keep your life in the Master's hands, and then you got to let Him center you. He wants to center your life to get you stable. You know, if you're leaning, and I just put you, push you, you're going to fall. But you know what? If, you, if you're going to exercise, if you're going to do karate, if you're going to play football, if you're going to do anything in life, you've got to have a good balance. You've got to be centered. You've got to be centered. And when I played basketball, you know, people are always doing a fake on you, you know, trying to get you to go somewhere. And they're working their arms and their head and their feet and all that. But guess what? Their center's got to move. If I'm going to guard you, I'm guarding your center. And I'm not moving until the center moves. I was, a, I was defensive player of the year because I had to, you know, if you scored 35 or 40 points a game, guess what? I'm guarding you. Boy, do I have a fun night. Coach said, if he goes to the bathroom, you go with him. If he goes to the crowd, you go with him. You're guarding him. And they all got these moves, but I have to stay with the center. You've got to be centered with God. God's got to be your center. Let God center you and stay right there. You ever see people get off? They get off. They get angry, violent. They fall away. They backslide. They do all these things because they've lost their center. Amen? If that's you today, you don't have to say amen. You say, oh, me, but God wants to center you. Let him center you. So if you look underneath the process, there's centering, opening, forming, shaping, initial firing, glazing, and final firing. And not, there's some other things in there too, but those are the main ones we're going to talk about. Today we're just doing the first two. Centering. Let's put our hands. So let me give you scripture. Deuteronomy 30, 19. I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and death, the blessing and the curse. So choose life in order that you may live, you and your descendants. What has that got to do with centering? You have to submit to God and choose to be centered. I choose before you today. I set before you today to choose life or death. I want life. I want God. God's life. God is life. And so that's our choice that we have to submit. The clay has to submit to the master. To the master. If we look at, if we look at Romans 3, 10, and 11, it says nobody's righteous, not one. So we, we need a Savior. Hello, America. We need a Savior. Recognize you need a Savior. And, and you know what? I've been saved for a long time. I still need a Savior. 
I still need to be centered. I still, I still need Jesus to be Lord of my life. I'm just not going to make it to heaven. I want to live this life with, centered with God. Amen? we got to be centered. We've got to, to stay focused on what God. And so, so we have to choose God's help. Now, you can choose to walk away from God. He'll chase you, but you have to choose God's help. Say, I choose God's help. I need God's help. Say it, I need God's help. Help me, Lord. So number two, we're going to let him center us. We're going to put him in our hand. Look at Isaiah 45, 9. Let God center you or let him center you. Isaiah 45, 9. Woe to the ones who quarrels with his maker, the earthen vessel among the vessels of earth, with the clay say to the potter, what are you doing? Are the things that you are making say, he has no hands. You can't touch me. Don't you touch me. Don't tell God not to touch you. Huh? You need to let God put his hands on you. You need to let God direct your steps. You need to let God. And, and you know, and here, here's, I'm going to go back to these. We fall into the comparison trap. Well, I'm not as pretty as Mackenzie. Pick it her. I'm not like them. The earth and vessels say, why are you, what are you doing? Why, why didn't you make me pretty like them? doesn't matter. It's what's on the inside. It's what's on the inside. God created you in his image. But are you going to give him a chance? You're going, you're going to put yourself in his hands. Are you going to let him center you? Are you going to let him uh, uh, work in your life? Mark 4, 19. What will knock you off center? But the worries of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, the desires of other things than God, enter in and choke the word. I mean, y'all worry, worry sneak up on you. How about, about after worship? Fear sneak up on you. Fear slip in and knock you off center. I mean, I know people won't go to Walmart. They can't say, they're afraid of other people. And people with PTSD have been in war. They can't stand anybody being behind them. Hmm? Let God center you. Let God take you. And don't let anything knock you off center. Notice that when things come and you start sensing the pressures of life, that's to take you off center. Huh? Addiction will take you off center. Alcohol will take you off center. Divorce will knock you off center. Let God restore you. Let God bring you back. Let God form you. See, see, God wants to form us, and God wants to, to center us so he can work with us. All right? All right, man. Y'all, it's all right. It's old me, huh? Anna's going to come work some clay. And uh, she started a bowl over here, and we're going to let her mess with that bowl. I'm going to step right in the middle of this here in just a second. You just push, push to the wheel and it'll start up again. Now, watch her just for a second. She got it on there. She's going to get the wheel to turn in. It's up, up high. Yeah, easy. Whoop, too fast. There you go. Now, wait, wait. What, what's she doing now? This is number three. Water. Water. Takes lots of water. 
takes lots of water, constantly wetting the clay. How many of you know what the Bible says about water? The washing of the water of the Word. Ephesians 5, 26, that he might sanctify the church, having cleansed her by the washing of the water of the Word. The Word of God will center you, then it'll start. The Word of God will form you. The Word of God's formed America. We may be turning against it, but the Word of God has formed America, and that's why it's great. And you need to live by the Word. You need to let the water of the Word. Guess what else is described as water? A metaphor is the Spirit. In John 4, the woman at the well, Jesus said, if you knew the water I had, you would drink that water. The water that I have is to eternal life. It's a well of water on the inside of you. And then in John 7, he said, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Man, the water of the Word and the water of the Holy Spirit will help form you into that vessel of honor. Isn't that good? Y'all sitting there like, well, what? This is, this is the Word of God. Being, and it's forming. And she, she's making stuff. And God's forming us. And He makes us with His Word. In John 6, 63, Jesus said, My words are is the Spirit that gives life, and the flesh profits nothing. The words that I have spoken to you, they are spirit and they are life. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and life. And the Spirit of God, the Word of God, will form you into the vessel of honor that you need to be. Say amen. amen. Say, I want to be a vessel of honor. Now look, she's making a, a, a the thing. There's all kinds of things you can make and all kinds of things you can do. But it takes water. Man, because I, I had to cut that clay up and, and get it. I got a big block of it. And I, I had a knife and it took me, I had to bear down on it to cut it. Without water, you can't make anything. Without the Word of God, your life will not be anything. That's why you're struggling is you don't believe the Word. You believe that you, you, you're, oh, you live in your past. Oh, I'm not this and I'm not that. And if God was God, why did this happen to me? And why Go to the Word. Go see what the Word says. God said, I'm for you. I have, what did we read on the video? The plans that I have for you. You haven't ever stepped into your, some of you have never stepped into the plan that God has for you. What are you waiting on? If you, if today is the day to say, I am going to step into God's plan. Guess what tomorrow's about? Tomorrow you get up and you say, today I'm going to step into God's plan. Because we just want to step in and think it's over. I've got it. I have got it. Baloney. Life is not candy and flowers. It's work. It's a process. And God's molding you a little bit at a time. If he did it all at once, he'd break you in half. Huh? If, he, if you knew the future, you would go at it like a, a wild man and you would kill yourself trying to obtain it. But God said it's by faith that you allow him to develop you and change you into the person that he's called you to be. For he does have a plan for you, a plan to prosper you and to make you a success. And you've got to develop and develop and develop and develop. Look at that thing shaping up. Every day, a little bit, you're shaping up 
for the glory of God just a little bit more, just a little bit more, just a little bit more. Notice what, what she's doing is number four. She's opening up. Starting to open up. How many of you know uh, as God starts opening you up, he starts lifting you up, he starts taking stuff out of you. He starts separating the things that aren't, aren't a, uh, that he, he doesn't need in you. Huh? How many of you know that you're not like the person sitting next to you? Somebody said, thank God. Because God made you, you. I don't want to be you. I need to be me. I can't be my favorite preacher. I've seen people try to be their favorite preacher, and it don't work. You've got to be you. God created you. And I know you may have had dreams, but they weren't God's dreams because they didn't come to pass. You may have had dreams to be a, a, a football player, ladies, but it just doesn't work right now. They're talking about it. This girl wanting to be a kicker. But God will give you dreams for him. Come on, kingdom dreams. Something bigger. You know, here's a, here's a secret. You need to be attached to something bigger than you. God is bigger than you. Legacy Church is bigger than you, bigger than me. God's wanting to do something in Southwest Virginia. Yes. Not just in Legacy Church, but in every church. But we got to be pliable. We will be used to the extent that we're pliable and open for God to use us. Now, you can say, oh, me on that one. Are you ready to spend the time? Are you ready to be pliable, to let God use you, to open you up? Working the clay is preparing you for capacity to hold the Spirit of God. See, she's working on it. It's getting bigger. It's spreading out. It's doing more. And it's going to become this. And that's a good soup bowl right there. I'm going to keep this one. I paid 98 cents for it. But you know what? You, God wants to open you up and develop you to the hold more of Him. Not more of you, more of Him. Not me, but you, Lord. And so as we look at these things, he wants to reveal the things in you that need removing. Does how many know you can close up? You ever see somebody, if they're sitting like this, they're closed up. God wants you to open up. That's what lifting your hands is about. You know, it's a sign of surrender. Open up, fill me up. This is my cup. How about, how about this came to me? He's still working on me to make me what I ought to be. The kids sing that. It took him just a week to make the moon and the stars, the sun and the earth and Jupiter and ours. That's what my little boy used to sing. Couldn't do the M yet. Ours. Mars. But God's working on us. You haven't arrived. You ought to have a hunger to be more, to do more. So listen, at Jeremiah 29, we already read it. For I know the plans that I have for you. I am planning. One, one I read this in another translation. I know the plans that I have for you are am planning. God's, you know, here's the thing. It's planning right now. God's still planning more for you. He's not finished with you. He's got big plans for you. I don't care how old you are, how young you are. He's got plans. He's planning things for you. 
He's actually setting up things for you. It's called favor. <coughs> Excuse me. So I know the plans I am planning, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for calamity, to give you a future and a hope. How about, see, see, the, see how much you think? This probably holds two and a half cups. But with her two and a half cups and his two and a half cups and your two and a half cups and her two and a half cups and your two and a half cups, now we're getting up to a, a gallon. We're getting up to more. The Bible says one put a thousand flight, two, ten thousand. That's why, that's why we come together. That's why we need to hold more. That's why we ought to have more expectation. In James 4, 6, it says, but he gives a greater grace. Therefore, it says, God is opposed to the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Submit, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinner. Purify your heart, you double-minded. So submit to God. Every day, you need to say, today I submit to God and I resist the devil. Because guess what? The devil's coming. And he's wanting to pour you out and empty you out. And he wants to put his garbage in you. Doesn't he? Get you in the drama. Anybody ever had drama other than me? And the devil wants you to stir the drama up and pull you into it and fill your cup full of drama instead of him. And now you're all mad and frustrated and scared and feared and worried and all that trash. And God said, fill up with me and don't take that. You're, you're a vessel of honor. So God's will is success. If you do not have success today, start the process. And the first thing you've got to do is submit to the, to the plan. Submit to God. Put yourself in his hands. Submit to God. Resist the devil. Submission to God, to God comes by submitting to the Word. If you want to write this down, write it down. Submission to God comes by submitting to the Word. How about Word heard? Faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. Uh-oh, it wouldn't form. So we went to the potter's house. He was trying to make a vessel, and it messed up. So now she got to start over. You know what? God starts over with us. God is not, God's not afraid of your mess up. <laughs> That's what I say. If somebody does something wrong, I've cleaned up vomit before. My kid, a matter of fact, was last week, you know, Isaiah got, Micah got car sick, and I had to clean up the car seat. And, you know, because I, I got a cast iron stomach. It doesn't bother me. And it doesn't bother me. I can help people clean their mess up if they want to be helped. And that's the same way with God. If you don't want it, God's not going to force you. He's not going to put his boot on your throat, tell you to change. That's not God. Let me tell you a secret. God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, they're gentlemen. They will ask you and ask you and ask you, not make you, not make you, not make you. So she's starting over. You can finish right there. That's good. Thank you, though. Did a great job. Then give her a hand clap.
So we've got to be submitted. We've got to be submitted to God. Are you ready to submit to God? Are you ready to be pliable, be used? You know, when I, I got saved, I was probably about eight years old. And by the time I was 10, God was already speaking to me about being a preacher. And the church I was in was jacked up. It was messed up. Uh, so, so probably I went through junior high, high school, and, and married my wife in that church. But in junior high, the pastor cheated on some other woman in the church and nothing, and they got run off. And I thought, I don't want that. When I got to high school, the, so the lady leading the, the, uh, the hymns, she was running around with uh, several people in town, and, I'm, and all the people just loved her because she could sing. And I'm on the back row thinking, do they know what's going on? I don't want nothing of that. And so God's talking to me, won't you just get, you know, and, and so I thought, well, if I'm not a pastor and I don't want to do none of that, uh, then maybe I'm a missionary. And then I thought, no, I'm not going to China. I don't even like rice. I am not going to China. But when I was about 24, I submitted to God. And I said, God, I'll go to China. And he said, I never asked you to go to China anyway. That was you working up stuff. You were arguing with yourself against the call of God. How many of us, God's wanting you to take a step to do something, and you argue and argue, and it holds you, you're bound. You know what? When the Bible says, speak unto the mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast in the sea, we want to look over there and see the mountain. Mountain's in here. Mountain's right here. If you deal with the mountain in here, then you can take the step. Then you start the process that you're working and you're walking and you're going and going up to the next level and with God because you finally you submitting to Him. God wants you to submit to His plan and His will. Quit doing it on your own. Well, I've tried it. No, you didn't. You tried it. Put your hands and put it, put it in the hand of the Master. Let God deal with you. So I, let's talk about just some things just for a second. So, so let's go back. Submission to God comes by submitting to the word heard. Did y'all write that down? The second one is preached or lived out. You can listen to a good preacher and you, whoa, I like that. But you know what I like better? Is I get to, I get to hang out with her and I get to see her live it out. And I'm like, I need to tighten up. I need to tighten up because I see how she's living and I want to live that way. And and because here's 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 what it's all about. You you ready? We're in America. You fight leisure or entertainment and laziness. Because you can go to work and you can get by. And so you can kick back and you have no pressure to push forward with God. But when you start hanging around people who are godly. They start stirring things up in you. And that's when you need to pay attention to people who are godly. God will bring people into your life to help shape you and form you. And no man tell me what to do. Come on. Come on. <laughs> I told somebody, I told somebody, man, you fixing to get married? You need to go to marriage on the rock because it'll shape and form you. Won't it? Won't it? Yeah. I, every, most people's in here taking it. It'll shape and I, he said, he said, this is what he said. I don't need to go to no marriage counseling. I've been married three times. I know what it's all about. 
I went, what? What? And it hadn't worked any of it. You need to go and get shaped and formed. And that one didn't last. And I'm like, come on, you know. You, you, need to, you need to get shaped and formed. The Word of God and hanging around godly people will shape and form you. The Word will shape and form you, but guess what? You can read the Word and, and have it rolling around in you, but then, see, we go to the, to the path of least resistance. Church shouldn't be the path of least resistance. You should come here to get sharpened. Amen. You should come here to submit to Him. Amen. You should come here and do it His way. And you get around godly people and you watch them and you learn from them. So, so, so God will put people in your life and it's not just the pastor because, you know, I don't need to hear what that preacher got to say. I don't need him telling me what to do. I don't tell you what to do. I tell you what the Word says. And if you feel like I'm telling you what to do, that's the Holy Ghost, not me because I don't preach to people. I preach, what, I preach to the congregation. I preach to where God wants to lead us and take us. That's where this came from. And God, God, God started developing in me, and I started sharing with some other pastors because I got pastor friends. I said, man, I'm fixing to do this. They go, I may, one of them said, I'm going to steal that because this is good. This is your life, and your life is a process. You live day to day, every day with Jesus is sweeter than the day before. Now, most of us can't say that. You better say it by faith if you want it to change. Now, These people that God will put in your life, they're people to follow. Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. I can follow Miss Becky as long as she follows Christ. You know what? There may be some things in her life that I don't know if that's the Word of God. Then, you know what? I can still follow the other things, but I can't follow that. You know, there's some preachers I see on TV, and I like some of the things they say, and some of it I don't. And that's what Brother Hagin said. You throw out the sticks, and you keep the good. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater, you know. You keep the good stuff. You go through the Word. You find out. But here's what the trick is, is you've got to get in the Word and make sure that that's not right. And if it's not right, you don't want it, but you may find out, i got to change. Oh, boy. I didn't think that was right, but that seems to be right. So I need to change my thinking. How I many you know my doctrine's changed over 40 years? It changes because there's also deeper revelation. The Word of God never ending. So when are you going to take the Word to, 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 to effect? And when are you going to take the Word to heart? Live it. Live it. Live it to the best of your ability. Don't shrink back to the path of least resistance. That's where the devil's at. Wide is the gate to destruction. Narrow is the way. This is a harder path. One last thing, because we got some other things to do. As you follow God, God would develop you into a leader. Now, I'm not talking about being a pastor. I'm talking about being a leader. And I use Miss Becky as an example. The way she lives her life makes her a leader. The best followers are the best leaders. The best ones, the ones who are submitted most to God, who are, are formable and usable and pliable, they are leaders. And God wants to make all of us leaders. Paul said it's time for all of you to be teachers. But I have to go back and teach the basics. 
So, so, so it's time for all of us to step up in that leadership role. It starts with our family, men, our kids, our grandkids. It starts with our family, ladies. Number one, your family. Lead them. Example, example. Then you're an example to your friends. You're usable and pliable to God, submitted to God. You lead by example. You quit flaring up. Quit telling your husband he's a dog in front of the kids. And sir, quit telling your wife that she's trash because that's what your kids are going to look for. Your daughters will look for a husband that's a dog and your kids will look for some woman that you can mistreat. Don't elbow nobody. But that's exactly, see, these things that, that we pass down, they fill us up because we've got it in our past and it fills our kids up. Pour it out today. Pour it out. That's what the altar's for. That's why prayer prayer's about pouring out the things that aren't of God and filling up with the things that are of God. So that's in the process. Because notice we're, we put our hands in the, uh, put the clay in the master's hands, then we, we, we uh, center it on the wheel, and we add water and add water. And once you form it, guess what? It's got to be put in the fire. That's prayer. Hey, hey, hey. I don't know about prayer. Prayer is just relationship with God. Let Him form you some more. Let Him work some stuff. So let's bow our heads. Father, we thank you for this word today. Lord, that we are your people. Called by your name. And we submit ourselves to you. Use us. Form us continually. Form us and make us into what we're called to be. For it's greater than where we're at. There's always more in you. Lord, show us how to move forward. To progress daily in the kingdom of God. To be the man and the woman of God that we're called to be. Nobody look around. Just don't you close your eyes and look at your heart for a moment. These are some things you need to get rid of. Do you need to submit to God? Do you need to resist your old ways? And do something new with God. Let the journey begin today. If that's you, just lift your hand and put it back down. You're committing to God. God sees your hand. Just put it up and back down. God sees you're making a commitment, not to me, but to God. For what I think doesn't matter, does it? It's what God thinks. I see your hand fresh and new today. Fresh and new today. Fresh and new today. I see all your hands, fresh and new. God sees your hand. God sees your heart. Fresh and new today. Lord, a new commitment to you. If you're here today and you don't know for sure that you're a child of God, that you're born again, would you lift your hand and say, pray for me, Pastor Brad. I need Jesus. I'm not sure. There's an assurance by the Spirit of God that you can know that you know that you're a child of God. If that's you, just lift your hand up. then let's pray a prayer of commitment, y'all. Let's do that right now. Say this with me. Say, Father, today I come 
to give my heart to you. I open my life to you. Use me. Mold me. Make me. Change me. Renew me. Restore me. Fill me up with your presence. In the name of Jesus, I submit to you, my Lord, my God, my King. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Thanks for listening today. You can keep up with fresh content, find out more about our upcoming events, and give to support Legacy Church all online at LegacyFamily.tv. From all of us here at Legacy Church, have a blessed week.